हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिटेट पार्टनरशिप अमंग डिफरेंट लेवल्स ऑफ गवर्नमेंट यूनियन एंड स्टेट गवर्नमेंट एंड हम आवर टॉपिक इज इंडस्ट्रियल पॉलिसी रिफॉर्म्स एंड इन्वेस्टमेंट The new industrial policy of 1991 promoted investment both domestic and foreign through de-restriction of domestic production and investment. A number of measures have since been taken to further ease the process of private part- participation in investment. Of these the two most critical ones were first the industrial licensing was virtually abolished except for industries where licensing continues purely on public health safety and security consideration second the number of industries reserved for the public sector was reduced to just two atomic energy and railway transport Besides these procedural delays with were eliminated industries exempted from licensing are not required to file only the relevant information in the prescribed industrial entrepreneurs memorandum IEMs with the secretariat for industrial assistant SIA with no requirement of further approval at the state level serious efforts for simplifying the rules and procedures for setting up and operating industrial units have been made a single window system is now in existence in most of the states for granting approval for setting up industrial units now let us see what are the investment incentives Central government investment incentives are 100% profit reduction for developing maintaining and operating infrastructure facilities tax exemption of 100% on export profits for 10 years deduction in respect of certain intercorporate dividends to the extent of dividend declared various capital subsidy schemes and fiscal incentives for expansion in the northeastern region tax deduction of 100% of profit for 5 years and 50% for next 2 years for undertaking in special economical zone state government investment incentives are single window approval system for setting up industrial units electricity duty registration fee and stamp duty exemptions reservation of plots for nris eous and foreign investment projects rebate on land cost tax concessions and octroi refunds and interest rate and fixed capital subsidy now let us discuss the next point fiscal need 
maintaining fiscal responsibility is critical local governments must have adequate revenues either raised locally through the taxes or transferred from the center as well as the authority to decide on spending to ensure account- accountability revenue means should be matched as closely as possible to revenue needs thus tax instruments intended to further specific policy objectives should be assigned to the level of government having the responsibility for such a service thus progressive redistributive taxes stabilization instruments and resource rent taxes would be suitable for assignment to the national government while tolls on intermunicipal roads are suitably assigned to state governments in countries with a federal level vat it may be too cumbersome to have subnational sale tax in such a circumstances the fiscal need criteria would suggest allowing subnational governments access to taxes which are traditionally regarded as more suitable for national administration such as personal income taxes expenditure responsibilities of both central and local government must be made legally explicit to enhance accountability and reduce overlap as the revenue raising capacities of local government often are low transfers remain the dominant source of revenues the legal framework ought to clearly establish the formula for calculating transfers to ensure predictability and avoid protracted destabilizing political bargaining instead the tax transfer system is one of the main instruments for achieving redistributive equity at the national level to avoid financial destabilization argentina brazil subnational borrowing may be allowed under strict conditions now let us move to the next point fiscal incentives center and states the change in the industrial regime in the post liberalization period was coupled with a range of fiscal incentives offered by both the central and state governments both the center and the states promote investment through general fiscal incentives for industries tax holidays from the center in the form of deductions are available for various types of investments 100% tax exemption is available in special economic zones and for export oriented units moreover with a view to attract investors including those from overseas many states are offering incentive packages in the form of various tax concessions capital and interest subsidies reduced power tariff etc now let us move to the next point 
administrative decentralization. Local governments must have a capacity to carry out their new functions. Controversy exists on the proper timing, pace and sequencing of reforms. Should capacity be built first or should revenue and responsibilities be transferred first? Often capacity constraints and the vulnerability of local governments to political capture warrant caution. It may be preferably to continue delivering critical social services in the de-concentrated way, awaiting the building of sufficient capacity at the local level. Furthermore, worries about the irresponsible spending and corruption as well as the central government's own reluctant to devolve authority caution against premature decentralization. There is increasing evidence, however, that the capacities of all levels progressively increase as decentralized service systems mature. Civil service reforms is a critical component of administrative decentralization. Local governance often creates new layers of government which may overwhelm national budgets as the increase in local staff may not be matched by the reduction at the central level. Bureaucracies tend to resist reform on political career perspective, institutional allegiances, political networks and efficiency terms, economies of scale and scope, coordination and principal agent problems, gender inequalities. Appropriate human resources management is key. Improving social service delivery New local government responsibilities include social services like education, health care, infrastructure like roads, water and irrigation, sewage, the environment like natural resources, social safety net and sometime policy. Decentralization holds a promise for improving the delivery of services as citizen input or participation and oversight or accountability tend to enhance the responsiveness of public policies, especially in the social arena. Decentralized governance may prime facia be more likely to adopt pro-poor policies, but this is not automatic as local elites can be very successful in directing expenditure and taxation policies to their advantage and in the gaining unduly from privatization. Some national governments have increasingly taken responsibility for providing and funding local public goods such as roads, water and sewage system transit power and telecommunications networks as well as other public infrastructure 
some time establishing innovative public private partnership now let us wind up the session and take rest thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast